Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary. And I'm Topher. Welcome back to another exciting Lady Bits where we'll be discussing the film Striptease from 1996, starring Demi Moore, Bing Rames, and Burt Reynolds. Um, you know what? Let's 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 get into it. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Um, but Florida. Oh, God, Florida with the magic trucks That's where SeaWorld is. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, after we'll she podcast. snatches... By the way, it was not hard at all to snatch that child. Mm-hmm. Nobody came to get her. No. Nope. They didn't even go to, a, like, a hotel. They no. went straight back to her apartment. Right. Yep, just walked in through the front door. Right. Up those giant steps. Right. Yeah. And presumably updated her info at the strip club for them to introduce her as. And now welcome to the stage, Erin yeah. Grant, former secretary at the FBI who recently kidnapped her own child. Yeah, right. pretty much. Yeah. She lives at. <laughs> so, and uh, Dilbeck is out there watching her. Yeah. As she. His angel. <gasps> his angel. <gasps> um, and this is when we get. Striptease number three. His whole monologue about. This beautiful creature yeah. that he wants, this exquisite. See, I, I think now's a good time for us to sort of talk about the way men talk about women in this movie. I think uh-huh. the movie spends a lot of time showing that the problem is not the strippers, uh-huh. the dancers. Yeah. The problem is the men right. in, the, the, in their lives, the men that are in the world <laughs> and right. the men that are in the club. And one of the ways they do that is through the Stilbeck character who is repulsive. Yeah. Talks yeah. about her like she's an animal that he wants to cage. Mm-hmm. But also in one of my least favorite things about this movie, all the cutaways to the men watching the women strip. Right. Yeah. Well, it's so disturbing. It's problematic in the same sense of like, you remember after the Trump, Access Hollywood tape came mm-hmm. out and you had all the people that did um, stand up and speak out against it. Yep. And they would always say something along the lines of, as a father, as a husband, yes. yeah. I am appalled. Mm-hmm. Um, because even when speaking of their profound respect for the dignity of women, they still had to frame it within legitimizing those women through a relationship with yes, them. Yes, right. It yeah. can't just be, this is disgusting. It has to As be... As one human to another. Right. It, yeah. it has to be, this is disgusting because I have daughters. Yes. Yeah. Um, And what's really interesting about Dilbeck is that, I mean, clearly he worships... Aaron, yeah, as did Jerry, who had yeah, photos of her all over the house. Very like, scared. There's for her. no question that he pro- has profound appreciation for her, mm-hmm. but there's something very covetous. In oh that. yeah, yeah. There's something. There's a desire to have and hold for just you. Oh yeah. Um, that he's like she's like a steak that he wants to right. digest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's and real creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't go to strip clubs that often. Yeah, and I mean, certainly the experience of like doing design for them demystified a lot of that. I bet. And that was yeah, like, I'm sure, and that was me, you know, 
photoshopping a lot of pictures of guys and like really understanding the dangers of steroid use in terms of your complexion Ooh. and yeah you're like uh, yeah. dodge and burn dodge yeah. and burn <laughs> clone stamp clone stamp clone stamp <laughs> and um oh God. but but i understand this idea of like wanting to experience a fantasy um, right, but for sure, like everybody, it, it's like, and again, I would, ex- I would, I would describe it as hungry, because yeah, here's the way these men look in these cutaways, yeah, they look hungry. They uh-huh. look like they're having a bodily it's response. It's so physical. Here's my question for you, <sighs> as women, because yeah. it's certainly something that I am in no position yes. to answer. What is the appropriate response for a male strip club patron? <sighs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that um i think that it's i think the problem isn't men desiring women uh-huh. or men appreciating their bodies i think it's the concept of looking at them as like a creature or an animal that you uh-huh. want to possess yeah that like hunger that that like that like i i want this thing right is yeah. different when you look at that person as not a human which i mm-hmm. feel like is mm-hmm. the way these men are looking at her i think well, and that a dancer is... at a strip club is so fucking outnumbered yeah um, yeah and there's something very like stark about the image of a single nude woman mm-hmm. in a room with 200 clothed men yeah all looking at her i think the whole thing is what's kind of fucked up about yeah. it and I that, don't think that there is an, I mean, and burlesque is something her, else altogether, mm-hmm. but I'd be interested to explore exactly why I think burlesque is something else altogether. Yeah. But I think because the woman isn't the one in control in that situation. Well, I mean, I know plenty of exotic dancers who I've known throughout my life, male yeah. and female, who would yeah. say, oh, no, I am absolutely the one in control. Yeah. Um, and, but it, But the power dynamic in... A strip club is is just it feels very very skewed, even mm-hmm. if you are the one going home with three thousand dollars that night. Yeah, for um, sure. The power dynamic yeah. feels off, and it feels it just it feels precarious. There's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it feels precarious. It feels like yeah, right now you're in a position of power, but I feel like that could shift real quick. It's like everybody's sitting right there on the razor's edge the yeah. whole time, and that's sort of what the draw is right. as well. And you the know? more you can tease that line, mm-hmm. the more financial incentive there is to do that's that. That's true. Yeah, but also I feel like they worship her in the context of that room, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then once they step out of that room, she's a thing that that what she does is shameful right. or yeah. not acceptable or not what a real woman does. Right. So there's that aspect of it as well. Well, and then there's also the reverse of that too, that once she steps foot on the stage, she is no longer a real woman. Like, isn't there something where Dilbeck talks about how she even has a daughter and he's like, Ugh, well, okay. Yeah. I didn't you know, know about that. Yeah. And he's like disappointed by the fact that she's a real woman with a life yeah. outside of the strip club. Well, he also says she's not like those other whores. Right. She's, she's pure, pure and clean. <laughs> yeah. Which is not true at all. She is no. fucking covered in glitter at all times. Oh, at, at all times. All she times. is not clean. You, it's glitter will, and baby oil from head to you toe. You will not yeah. get that shit off mm. for weeks. No. I'm like soaking a tub of Dawn. 
Like you're a baby bird covered in oil from a spill. It's like oh. have somebody with like rubber gloves stroke just your stroking hair. Stroking your like hair to get all getting that it right out. out of the pubes, just like pulling it out. Oh man. Oh boy. So um, he observes he observes Aaron going home observe- with the stolen child. Right. And they're immediately like, Yeah, she stole that child, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they get it right away. They're like, yeah. look at all those bags. It's really the <laughs> yeah. savviest moment. They're, like, in- they're walking a little quickly up those steps. <laughs> yeah, she kidnapped that that little girl. God goodness dang. What an extraordinary creature. How perfect. In every detail. Davey, you promised you would behave yourself until after the election. You don't understand, Herb. This is love. Love. Please. Won't campaign until I can possess her actual velvet self. Still trying to think of my 90s. Okay, who now would be able to play that role in a satisfactory way? Amy Schumer. Yeah, Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer would be she would great. Be, at yeah. She would yeah. be right. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, what could have been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time Amy for Schumer a reboot. would be interesting. Chelsea Handler would be interesting. Yeah, oh, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler like, would be great. I want someone I've that's unapologetically a, a girl's girl mm-hmm. doing the uh, doing this story. And I think that's one of the that's one of the flaws in the mm-hmm. Demi Moore casting is Demi Moore is not a girl's girl. And like women in her prime, I don't know if anybody really has an opinion about her now, but when mm. Demi Moore was huge, yeah. compare how women reacted to Julia Roberts to how they reacted to Demi Moore. People it's did not de- like her. Demi Moore? Right? Yeah. Well, but I think that was, I get why that is though. I don't think it's because she can't relate to other women i think that people didn't like her because she wasn't trying to please everyone right like she had this air of like this is who i am and i don't care if hollywood or you or uh, or the men who watch my movies like me like this is who i am and i think that's why people gave her so much shit but and it also i appreciate becomes, that it also becomes like a miscalculation as a storyteller where she positioned herself by the thing she said yes to as a lightning rod um, for that kind of hostility. Disclosure is a fucked up movie. Oh, I've not seen that one. Oh, God. That's the one where she sexually harasses Michael Douglas and she gets away with it because she is a woman. I feel like we should probably watch that. Um, And I'll probably get enraged. Her take on Scarlet Letter is like weird and problematic. You're right, that's true. Look, this film has problems, but it's actually not that terrible. I think it's worst problem. I think it's a shit show, but it's not terrible. It's a bit of a shit show. I think mostly because the tone, Uh like it's entertaining. Uh, the plot is kind of a mess, yeah. but it's not the, the worst. The a fucking disaster, but, but it's, it's a, like such a roller coaster. a mess. It, where enjoyable. It's like, and then this thing happens, and this thing, like an Elmore Leonard movie. Exactly. Where it's just like, and another fucking thing, you but know? I think yeah, it's I not it. as terrible as even some other things we've watched for this movie. Bridget like, Fonda could have done this movie in 1996. Yeah, but she wouldn't have been funny either. I don't think. She was funny in Jackie Brown. Okay, keep going. I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure about that. But here's the thing: is like I think one of the reasons this movie was so hated was you know because of uh, 
that a lot of people called it and the critics often called it a vanity project. Uh-huh. And I think wow. there was like a punishment of this woman for being, being so confident and, with her yeah. body. That yeah. was part of the hatred of this movie. Yes. So and and we wa- we just watched Pretty Woman and that movie was boring as fuck. Yeah. And this movie boring. was like I could we not have watched bored. that twice. I was not bored yeah. during this movie at, <laughs> no. at all at any right. point. I was riveted. Like I was into this mm. movie. Yeah. Plus the plot was so crazy that I was just like this <laughs> so is a wild ride. You know, Pretty Woman is a movie about a woman wanting well she'll she'll she wants to please everyone she wants mm-hmm. to please the guy in the movie she wants to please the audience she wants to be charming to them like she is the epitome of the woman who wants to be what everybody likes and so everyone loves that movie even though it's a enormous snooze fest yeah yeah that movie's not funny at all and this movie is actually really fun. Right. Yeah. Even though and Demi Moore bonkers. may not be the fun funnest part of yeah, it. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. just kind of a wet blanket in the middle of it. I, I think that's a little extreme. I think she grounds it. And I don't know if it necessarily needs grounding, but I it does. she grounds it a little too much. But is that the point, though? Is the point that we're supposed to think that exotic dancers are crazy and insane? But the the main character is actually very normal compared to everyone else in the movie. I feel like there's an argument to be made there that that's kind of the point. Then why are all of the other girls at the Eager yeah. Beaver fun and yet grounded? Yeah, that's what I. Would that's say a too. good point. Aaron's but they don't really never, have characters. Though. But Aaron's never. She never has a moment of lightness in the mm-hmm. entire. I movie. disagree. I think her oh, when she's dancing with uh, Burt Reynolds. I think that there's like some playfulness and funness the way that she teases him and tries to get information out of him and the way he's like really trying to grab her and touch her and she's like sit down but cowboy. But I think that's because Burt Reynolds did such a good yeah, job I in think that that's scene. Burt Reynolds' really performance not like, hers. Like she's just shoving him around. Yeah, like when you have a good scene partner, I enjoyed her. I, I, I am did. stunned. I did. That is I a did. Scandalous statement. I enjoyed her in and I'm not movie. afraid to see it say it. I, look, I'll tell you what. This whole movie <laughs> This whole movie, I was not sure whether I hated it or loved it. Uh-huh. An hour yeah. and 45 minutes in, this movie converted <laughs> me. And at the end, when Ving Rhames says to Demi Moore's character, like, don't ever do this again without me. I was like, I want a fucking sequel right now. I want a fucking <laughs> yeah. spinoff movie with these two characters. No, I was right I there with need you. It. Like, I wanted them to ride off together. That was my honest feeling yeah. about this movie. You uh, an hour and 45 insane. minutes in. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I would watch this movie again. I I'm would watch this movie again. It was so good. I was like, I finished this at like midnight and I had to resist like texting I people would to be and like, oh my God, watch have it you again. seen this? I mean, but Demi Moore is in a completely different no, movie. Demi so is Armand Desante though. I yes, keep but, forgetting Armand Desante is in the movie. I can't believe yeah, he's in this I know. <laughs> I keep forgetting that's an in, a plot line at all. I know. I forget. Like, like even having seen striptease in the last week, I still struggle to tell you what the plot of the movie. Well, is. let's get back right? to it. So this is after she when she leaves. This is oh wait wait oh, can, can we I... talk about the disgusting conversation that they have between the bodyguards and Ving Rhames? Oh my god, I thought it was so funny. I thought that I was not the Meryl was Streep. You're not so... talking about the Meryl Streep. Yes, where he's like, I hold all the titties and yeah, I have tendonitis. He's like firmness. Oh. I gotta hold them, shake them. 
I was like, I like it. I I loved it. He was screwing with what their expectations of a strip club were. I couldn't tell if that's what was going on. Oh, I thought that is exactly what was going on because that character, like, they did a really good job in this movie of having the characters. He always had a twinkle in his eye. Right. Like, Like, that's true. The characters were very true to who they were. And he was a good dude. Shad was a good dude underneath it all. And, like, He's not the guy who's going in and objectifying the ladies in the strip club. He's taking care of them. He's taking them to their side gigs and making sure they don't get murdered in a boat named Big Sugar. You know, so like I I think that in this scene, it was entirely him making fun of the idea of being the casting director of the strip club. Okay. Now, when Sleazebag. Even the the tendonitis of my wrist was the joke that I was like, yeah. All right. Oh, everything but about I couldn't Meryl tell if he was fucking with them. Yeah, I knew that she was at that part, but I didn't know if he was <laughs> trying yeah. to like name. impress them. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. He does make a menstruation joke when oh, Aaron yeah. comes out, and they're like, "What's wrong with her?" And he's like, "I don't know. I think it's her time of the month." Well, that's what he said to the detective, me, right? Yeah. Which sent me on this whole spiral. Um, of like, okay, so now I have questions, um, and this is this is un uh, this is uninformed dude asking. All right, okay. so if you're not dancing bottomless, then really you can dance all month long oh, and yeah. feel pretty yeah, confident. Yeah. yeah, but with how thin those g strings are. Is there a risk of a Tampax string situation? Is there a risk of like spotting on the you stage know, I floor? I mean, there's always a risk. Right. I am the laziest person ever, so mm-hmm. I just ruin clothes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not anymore. Like, if you want to get, if we want to get very detailed, I actually mm-hmm. don't use tampons anymore. I use what is known as a menstrual cup. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And those things. You can leave them in for like two or three days. Nothing happens. <laughs> just like, just like up. It is like the literal cork it's we were like all a, asking it's the for. the cork I've always wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's but the yes. bucket of under the roof leak. See, if I, you're not I, attentive to it, yes, that could happen. <laughs> I have birth control, so I don't get my period anymore. It's real great. But when I have, when I'm spotting, I'm just like, well, just I'll just ruin my Hanes her way, I guess. <laughs> so Hanes for my covenant Hanes her so way. So an exotic dancer. I mean, well, first of all, they're probably all synced, I would imagine. I'm sure there's cycles. No, it's not a myth. It is not a myth. It is not a myth. Women's cycles. Why is this not a myth? It's science. What science are you reading? What science are you not reading? So I guess it it becomes a listener question. That I have, okay. that I would love to hear comments on. Okay, do exotic dancers take time off when they're on the rag? Well, you can use an OB tampon. They don't have strings. Oh, well, that's there's true. like there are other but options. But if you dance bottomless, then there's still a risk. I mean, you no, see, how I mean, spread it's, eagle it's, they it's not. There's a risk. Like, how do I know, you but accommodate? You just you cl- you you. It's, I imagine if you're going to go out there bottomless, you're going to do some kind of maintenance. You do right, a little yeah, cleanup before and you go out there. you're only out there for like, like four you're minutes. Out there, like you're going to yeah. go out there. Okay, you're, that's fair. You're you go out there, song. you clean it up a little bit if necessary, which honestly, it's not like a bloodbath down right, there right, every right, month. Right, 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 right. It's just not saying, like a scene from Carrie. Uh, right. I'm just saying, so, knowing was, how <laughs> skeezed out guys can get. That's true. But if you're going to be down there. to me, that would be the most like, like, 
for male club managers, sure. it seems like that would be a very, a very bugaboo. specific. Yeah, for sure. Like, you cannot. Well, like, I, I, I imagine if you're, the poll, right. if you're yeah. down there applying glitter anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh, you uh-huh. would just clean up the area, do a little hedge clipping. Take a little wipe and just get it off. And, and then apply your glitter yeah. and you're done. There you go. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, I don't do know. It. If you, listeners, if you have some thoughts, feel free to tweet us. Yeah, about? tweet at us. Or sure. if they like, yeah. do they let you? Do they let you work when you're on I the rag? Like, would I think so. Know. I mean, this isn't the 1800s. Yeah. But in so many ways it is. I don't know. I read an article the other day of a woman <laughs> who was sent we home because she was on a period. specifically talking about a business model surrounding the objectification of women. Yeah. And I just, mm-hmm. that's a good point. I'm just, and I don't know, what, I don't know enough about it to know where they're I don't have a fair answer but I, cool. I, don't know. I just feel like it wouldn't present that much of a problem well, mm-hmm. I also think we've cu- crossed a threshold now in our times where it's like uh, dudes are a lot more accepting of periods they're a lot more are accepting they, of period sex club? are they yes. though are not they not at the strip club no not at the strip club you try that shit at scores you are that's not fair. also that's fair. I would like to re- I would like fly to at the Claremont, though. remind totally us all oh the yeah the Claremont it's it would be expected the Claremont would be like cool we'll use this to wipe up some of the sticky shit that's been on the floor forever and then we're like we got one that can still wow right oh didn't know that they had all hit menopause Thank you for joining us for today's Lady Bits. This month's special guest, Topher Payne, is starring in The Santaland Diaries, a holiday play that you don't want to miss. It's at the Horizon Theater. It opened on November 19th, and it will be running through December 31st. You can also see a play written by Topher called Perfect Arrangement, productions going up in a number of U.S. cities. So if you are in one of these cities, uh, go and see it. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, Raleigh, North Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, Lawrence, Kansas, Columbus, Georgia, St. Louis, Missouri, and Dallas, Texas. So go and check out Perfect Arrangement. If you're in the mood for a Christmas romance film, don't miss A Gift to Remember, written by this month's special guest, Topher Payne. It's on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, and it premieres December 2nd. So watch out for that. You can also stay up to date on all the great stuff that Topher is up to by following him on social media. You can find him on Twitter at Topher Payne, on Facebook at Hey Topher, and on Instagram at Topher Writes. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Um, we are thankful for so many things. We're thankful for the you, the listeners of this podcast. We're thankful for all the support that we've gotten for the show this year and all the support that we've gotten generally for uh, Critical Crop Top for our sketch shows and films that we've done this year. Um, we've been really grateful for that. Um, we have a special announcement. We are going to be doing a Giving Tuesday fundraiser. That's next Tuesday, November the 28th. It's a one-day fundraiser. We're just trying to raise $500 uh, in that one day. It's going to go towards some of the uh, costs that we have to maintain and operate the, our business. Uh, you know, things like insurance and web hosting and all that crazy cool stuff. And so um, there's a lot of costs, a, little, a lot of costs you wouldn't think about associated with maintaining a podcast. So if uh, you have enjoyed the show and you're looking forward to season three as much as we are, please consider uh, donating whatever you can to our Giving Tuesday fundraiser. Uh, so again, it's only going to be one day. That's uh, Tuesday, November 28th, uh, Giving Tuesday. And um, you can donate through our website, criticalcroptop.com backslash donate. And uh, it's totally tax deductible. So, and we've got a 
And we've got a special, special uh, treat for you guys if we raise the $500. So for more information, um, follow us on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook at Feminine Mistake Pod. And of course, we are Critical Crop Top. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Critical Crop Top. You can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And please come back next week uh, for another exciting installment of the Feminine Mistake Podcast. We'll be, of course, talking about striptease one last time. So come back and join us for that. Um, And if you've got a nervous breakdown that you would like us to read on the show during our nervous breakdown segment, that's a a nightmarish casting breakdown that really gives you the heebie-jeebies you can send that or any other correspondence to Feminine Mistake Podcast at gmail.com. Hi, I'm April. And I'm Steph. And we're from the Thirst Podcast. Do you like pop culture news, reviews, and discussion? Have you ever ventured into the world of celebrity fan accounts on Instagram? Do you also admit to a reading erotic fan fiction as a teenager or even as an adult? Can you list at least five of Harry Styles' questionable tattoos? Then, then we're, we're the, the podcast, podcast for you. you! Every few weeks we get together and talk about what we're enjoying or what we're looking forward to in the world of TV, film, music and more. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher by searching for The Thirst Podcast. And you can also find us over on Twitter at The Thirst or on Instagram at The Thirst Pod. Listen to an episode and let us know what you think. Bye. Bye.